After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org and of course on the NSN app. We're in our Sphera format here in the middle part of Sphera as we um, continue forward until Lagba Omer, which will be a week from Thursday. So we have a few days to be in our uh, Sphera format and I thank those of you who are um, who tuned in around, who are tuned in around the world, and continue to do so all day long on the stream at jmnam.org 
and of course on the uh, NSN app. Today is Monday on this May 16th, day 8 in the month of ER. The year is 5776, Tufshin Ayin Vav. Today is day number 23 in the counting of the Omer, day number 23. That's three weeks and two days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Today is the first day of Bahab. If you're not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi. It's essentially three voluntary uh, fast days that take place after Pesach and after Sukkot. In this case, today is the first of the three of Bahab. 43 degrees outside with 59% humidity. Winds are west at 14 miles per hour. Partly cloudy, windy today with a high temperature of 67. Oh, we are getting up that high. All right. Tonight, I didn't realize that. Tonight, clear skies, a low of 52. Tomorrow, clouds and a high temperature, 67 degrees. So it looks like no rain in the forecast, but it does look like cloudy weather and windy as well. In Yerushalayim, it's 97 and sunny. They had mentioned that the uh, first couple of days this week will be um, will be very hot in Yerushalayim. A lot is up to 106. Imagine that. And we're at 43 degrees here in Jersey City as we wake up. At JM and the AM has been a stabbing attack in Yerushalayim. It's a shame that these types of attacks have uh, taken on such a regularity, or at least the way they are reported and the way we react to them. It seems that there's a uh, certain amount of regularity. According to the Jerusalem Post, a terrorist stabbed and lightly wounded an Israeli man in Rehov Hanavim in Yerushalayim. Terrorist was apprehended. The victim. Described as a Haredi youth, was treated by paramedics before being transported to Shari Tzedek Medical Center in the capital for further treatment. National Police spokesman Mickey Rosenfeld stated that police who were stationed in the area heard yelling on Rehov Hanavim in the direction of Shar Shechem. Upon approaching, they saw the suspect stabbing a Jewish man before fleeing the scene. The suspect tossed away his knife while running from police. Police apprehended the man and took him into custody. David Sheckler, a United Hatzalah volunteer medic, described the scene. I saw a young man who was stabbed in his upper body, and I began treating him. After arriving at the scene, I continued to treat him until an emergency services ambulance arrived at the scene and evacuated him to Shari Tzedek. He was full conscious at the time of transport. Monday's incident came after two elderly women were stabbed in the capital's Armon Hanitziv neighborhood last week. So these attacks continue, and we should not uh, treat them with with the... Um, Reaction of regularity, as unfortunately they are, but um, we should treat them with uh, the horror that each and every one of them deserves as this type of uh, episode continues for our brothers and sisters in Israel. The Maccabees had Arim Roshi, heard Avat Yisrael, done by the Y Studs, Kol Ish with Adon Olam, Yerushalayim, performed by Ari Goldwag, brand new from Acapella Soul, volume number three. Atayachad, that's brand new from Shalshelis Jr., that's their single. Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme song, Masecha Hashem. And from Regesh, you heard Modani opening things up. And we, in fact, do say good morning. 27 minutes before 7 o'clock on this JM and the AM. I want to uh, ask everyone to keep in mind Moshe Ben Adel for Rafur Shlema. Moshe Ben Adel for Rafur Shlema, and we thank you for that. Also, please keep in mind Karen Ruth Bat Gittel for Rafur Shlema. Karen Ruth Bat Gittel. And we thank you for that as well. Want to take this opportunity and wish a mazel tov to Mrs. Phyllis Zachter. Yesterday, the Ladies League of the Yeshiva of Staten Island um, bestowed upon her the Rebetzin Shema Feinstein Akarasatov Award at their annual spring luncheon that took place in Brooklyn, New York. So to Mrs. Phyllis Zachter of Staten Island, we say mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. A well-deserved honor 
That I could tell you, under any circumstances, if uh, Phyllis is being honored, it is well-deserved. That is for sure. JM and the AM, a reminder, we have amazing programming on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org and, of course, on the NSN app. And today, uh, Mayor Weingarten at 9 o'clock this morning will have his next live edition of the Israel Show, a look back at some Yom Hatzmut highlights, including the bus driver that inspired a nation. Yesterday, Arabs commemorated what they call Nakba Day and were joined by radical left-wing Jews. The Israel Show looks at the creation of yet another Arab lie and the Jews that are complicit in it. The surprising speech of Deputy Chief of Staff Yair Golan widens the growing rift between Prime Minister Netanyahu and Defense Minister Yalon. The Israel Show will analyze, and a special slow and inspirational Israeli music mix all coming up between 9 and 10 this morning right after JM and the AM. Make sure to be tuned in at jmtheam.org and, of course, on the NSN app. And you can like the uh, Israel Show Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. It's Monday, Sphere of Format Monday at JM in the AM. Flood of rain, Terah idols are on eyes, Abraham leaves home. Sarah, Isaac, Rimila, angels visit Akeda, war of kings, salty wife, rescue in Sedom. Gives a grip, the twins inside, Jacob's birthright, Isaac's blind, stolen blessing, ace of pride, angels ladder to the sky. Rachel's beauty, Yaakov's hitch, Lama, my daughter, switch, four wives, twelve tribes, here may let them, Rachel dies. Got a strong desire. We are always yearning for the tallest learning. We got a strong desire. We will stay united, never be divided. Color coat, brothers hate, sold to Egypt, head of state. Famine, grain, gobbler, cast, brothers reunite. New king, Jews are slaves, Moshe's born, princess saves. Yitro's daughter's burning bush, Aaron joins the fight. Ten plagues, Jews free, splitting of the Red Sea. Amalek, Torah giving, golden calf, Jews forgiven. Korach, 40 years, Balak, Bilam, Pinchas, Piers. Moshe leaves, Jews grieve, Joshua's the new chief. We've got a strong desire. We are always yearning for the tallest learning. We've got a strong desire. We will stay united, never be divided. Jordan River, Jericho, Balls Fall, Chauffeur Blow, Gorishim, Shashua, Saul, David Stone, Goliath Fall, Solomon, Temple Built, Civil War, Blood Spilt, Eliyahu, Elisha, Yishayahu, hear me out. La 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 Mishnah Gemara Karai, Rav Yehuda Hanasi, Rashi Rabbeinu Tam, Balei Tosfot Rashbam, Rambam Sefer Mara, Inquisition Torgamara, Baal Shem Tov Kuzari, Dilna Gon Shavta Tzvi, Mahara Leibolis, Golem Prag Kabbalis, Chmam Ishtatulek, Haskalan Turtle Strike. Never be 
divided. Hitler, Auschwitz, Holocaust, Crystal Knox, six million lost. Herzl, Balfour, Promised Land, UN war partition plan. Nuremberg, Ben Gurion, six day war, Moshe Dayan. Golden Mayor, war acclaimed, Yom Kippur and Debbie Ray. Olympics, Munich, Athlete shot, Carter, Begin, and Sadat. Iron Curtain, Lebanon, Zerensky, Pira, Moshe Gone. Jews from Ethiopia, last night's Russian Yeshima. In the fire, we will bow, we want to shed now. We've got a strong desire. We are always yearning for the Torah's learning. We've got a strong desire. When Mashiach comes, we'll go on and 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 on. We've got a strong desire. We are always yearning for the Torah's learning. We've got a strong desire. We will stay united, never be divided. We've got a strong desire.
J.M. and the A.M. with Imesh Gachech, Eli Gerstner and company from a Hasidish acapella. Uh, it's a uh, sphere of format. Mondays, we head back to school and back to work here at J.M. and the A.M. Uh, before the uh, piece by Eli Gerstner, Schlock Rocks, We've Got a Strong Desire, off of Schlock Appella. Y.U. Maccabees had Arim Roshi from Voices from the Heights. You heard the Y studs in there with Ahavat Yisrael. Today is the 18th annual golf classic for the uh, Metropolitan Jewish Health System. I want to take this opportunity to wish a good luck, a hatzlacharaba, to those who are in the 18th annual golf classic today out in East Norwich, New York. And um, in Oyster Bay as well, right? I believe they're in two different locations. So... um, as the MJHS Foundation gathers for that event, we wish everybody good luck. Thank goodness the weather is holding up. It's a little chillier than most golfers probably expected it to be on this May 16th. But all right. doesn't seem to be raining out there. Day 23 in the counting of the Omer. Three weeks and two days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Seems Prime Minister Netanyahu and Defense Minister Yalon have resolved their latest dispute after they met to discuss their opposing views on recent IDF-related controversies, this is according to the Jerusalem Post. According to a joint statement, they released the two clarified things. There is no dispute, and there will not be one, that the army is subordinate to the government and officers are free to express their opinions in the relevant forums. Netanyahu summoned Yalon the night before to an urgent meeting Monday, which ended without the sides releasing a joint statement of reconciliation or any statement at all. The summons came after Yalon told military officers, keep speaking your minds, do so even if your comments are not part of the mainstream, and even if they stand in contrast with the ideas adopted by the senior command or the government. Continue to be brave, not only on the battlefield, but also at the conference table. The comment made at an event attended by foreign military attaches at the Defense Ministry apparently referred to controversial remarks by Deputy Chief of Staff Major General Yair Golan on Holocaust Remembrance Day that could be understood as comparing elements in Israeli society to 1930s Germany. The IDF later clarified that Golan did not mean to compare extremism in Israeli society to 1930s Germany. The Prime Minister's office said Netanyahu remains firm in his conviction that Golan's comparison harmed Israel in the international arena and that army officers should express their opinions in relevant forums on matters for which they are responsible. The IDF is the army of the people and must remain outside of politics, the Prime Minister's office said on Sunday night. During and after Monday's meeting, Likud ministers whose ties with Netanyahu have not frayed like Yalons came after the uh, defense minister. Culture Minister Miri Regev said Yalon was confused. Army commanders need to speak their minds in the appropriate forums and on the subjects which they are responsible. It cannot be that an officer on duty will take the reins from the political level and act as though it's an army that has a country, Regev stated. Army commanders are responsible for building and using force, and on those topics they must bang on the table and argue. As a brigadier general in reserves, I was present in hundreds of such arguments, and that is where a commander can and should have an influence. Well, there you go. Um, seems that the that the rift between the Prime Minister and Defense Minister is being repaired somewhat. Energy and Water Minister Yuval Stein had said in an interview with Army Radio, this never would have happened with Ben Gurion, the first Prime Minister of Israel, calling Alon's comments a miserable mistake. Stein had said that he is certain that officers find it unfortunate that the IDF is once again at the center of a political argument. Well, that's probably true. J.M. and the A.M. at 10 minutes before 7 o'clock on this Monday, Sphere Format Monday. It's the first day of Bahab. 
Day 23 in the counting of the Omer, 43 degrees, partly cloudy, windy, a high temperature of 67. More coming up on this FIRA format Monday. This is JM in the AM. Oh 
In the AM, minute before seven o'clock, with the uh, Noah Solomon Sean Altman combination of Havdalah off of Shabbos a cappella, aka Pella had Im Lavan. You heard Imesh Gachech done by Ellie Gerstner Monday morning on the 16th of May and the 8th of Iyar. Good morning, 23rd day in the counting of the Omer. Three weeks and two days. Forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Today's the first day of Bahab. If you're not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi. 43 degrees outside with partly cloudy and windy weather. High temperature of 67. Clear tonight, low 52. Tomorrow we got clouds and a high temperature of 67 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 97 and sunny. Wow. We're at 43 on a Monday. <laughs> 43 in the middle of May. And this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Want to wish a mazel tov to Phyllis Zachter. Mrs. Zachter was the recipient of the Rebetzin Shima Feinstein Akaris Award at the annual spring luncheon of the Ladies League of Yeshiva of Staten Island yesterday. I heard it was a beautiful get-together. So mazel tov, Mrs. Phyllis Zachter of Staten Island for a well-deserved honor. 7 o'clock in the morning on a Monday. Galaitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jamie. Galaitzal, Ashash Time. Can Shibel Karmi Mansour, Imasha Koreachshab. ראש הממשלה נתניהו ושר הביטחון יעלון פרסמו בצהריים הודעה משותפת שבה נכתב כי בפגישתם הבוקר הם ליבנו ביניהם את העניינים. כתבנו עידו בן בג'י. אין ערעור ולא היה כזה על כך שהצבא כפוף לדרג המדיני ושקצינים חופשיים להביע את דעתם במסגרות המתאימות לכך נכתב בהודעה המשותפת. הבוקר זימן נתניהו את יעלון לשיחה שבסביבת נתניהו הגדירו שיחת הבהרה בעקבות נאום יעלון אמש במהלכו הפציר שר הביטחון בקציני צה"ל לומר את אשר על ליבם, גם אם הם במחלוקת עם הדרג המדיני. ראש המוסד לשעבר, שבתאי שביט, הביע תמיכה בשר הביטחון בריאיון לאלדן. 
אני חושב ששר הביטחון היה חייב את הדברים שהוא אמר לשדרת הפיקוד של צה"ל, המוטה הכללי ולכל הפיקוד הגבוה בצה"ל, עד ועד אחרון החיילים. שר הביטחון יש לו את המחויבות הציבורית, הפוליטית, הלאומית, כלפי הפיקודים שלו. עכשיו אני מבין את מה שהוא אומר, ואני מסכים עם כל מילה שהוא אומר. הותר לפרסום כי המשטרה עצרה חשוד ברצח העבריין שי שירזי שחוסל בתל אביב לפני כשבוע וחצי. כתבנו איתמר קציר. החשוד שנעצר אתמול בצהריים הוא מיכאל לוי, בן ה-29 מנתניה. מעצרו הוארך בתשעה ימים על ידי בית משפט השלום בראשון לציון, והשופט ציין בדיון כי קיים חשד סביר לביצוע עבירות וכי יש ראיות הקושרות את לוי לרצח. צו איסור הפרסום על פרטי החקירה עצמה נותר על כנו. עורך דינו של לוי ארז אבוהב מכחיש את המיוחס למרשו. החשוד מכחיש כל מעורבות לעניין. החשד הוא ראשוני, ובית המשפט נתן למשטרה מספר ימי חקירה לא גדול כדי לבדוק את החשד הזה. אני מציע שנתאזר בסבלנות, נתאזר בסבלנות ולא נקפוץ לכל מיני מסקנות והערכות ושמועות. סבלנות! שרפה גדולה משתוללת זה כמה שעות סמוך ליישוב כפר אוריה שליד בית שמש, מדווח כתבנו עמוס מוהר. 25 צוותי כיבוי בסיוע מטוסים ומתנדבים הצליחו בדקות האחרונות להשיג שליטה מלאה על האש בכפר אוריה. בשרפה שבערה קרוב לשעתיים עלו בלהבות 500 דונמים של חורש וצמחייה. בדקות האחרונות התקבל עדכון על שרפה נוספת שפרצה בבית חנינה שבירושלים. יושב ראש ישראל ביתנו אביגדור ליברמן הגיש תביעת לשון הרע על סך 140 אלף שקלים נגד כתב ערוץ 10 אור הלר בטענה שדיווח כי הוא הדליף את טיוטת דוח מבקר המדינה על צוק איתן. בנוסף מבקש ליברמן לחייב את הכתב והערוץ להתנצל בפניו. מחדשות 10 נמסר בתגובה שהלר ציטט גורמים בכירים במערכת הביטחון וכי תגובת ליברמן הובאה בשידור. פרסום ראשון, מנהלי בתי החולים תומכים בהמשך המונופול של חברת שראל המוכרת תרופות כמעט לכל המרכזים הרפואיים בארץ. כתבתנו יערה שפירא. לפני כמעט חודשיים ניגשה החשבת הכללית באוצר חוות דעת מהיועץ המשפטי לממשלה שתאפשר לה להפסיק להאריך לחברה השנויה במחלוקת את הפטור ממכרז לממכר ציוד רפואי על מנת להקים לה גוף מתחרה. פורום מנהלי בתי החולים הממשלתיים שלח בתגובה מכתב אחר ליועץ שהגיע לידינו בו נכתב אנו מתנגדים לביצוע רכש דרך חלופה אחרת שראל עושה את מלאכתה לשביעות רצוננו המלאה. כעת תצטרך היועץ להכריע. מזג האוויר, השרב הכבד בכל הארץ מגיע כעת לשיא עם טמפרטורות של 40 מעלות ויותר ברוב האזורים. הקלט רוגש רק מחר. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
Leif Tahar with the uh, Shmakalenu, and before that, like Kol Zman Voice. You heard Kol Zimra with Kiva Moed, Hinani, uh, or I should say Hinani, one second, Hinani Muchan, right? Hinani Muchan, done by Mendy Werdiger to open up the hour from Sphira Bashira here at JM and the AM, day 23 in the counting of the Omer. Monday mornings, we head back to school and back to work. Uh, thanks for joining us for a Sphere of Format Monday here at JMNAM. As I said, day 23, three weeks and two days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. It is the first day of Bahab here at JM and the AM. Thank you all for tuning in and being part of this great radio broadcast. We're in the midst of our Sphere of Format. I do remind you that last week we had the opportunity to present both Yom HaZikaron, Israel Remembrance Day, and Yom HaTzmud, Israel Independence Day programming here at JM the AM. If you missed any of it, head to the archive section at jmtheam.org and enjoy some really amazing programs recently here. And I hope everybody has a chance to uh, check them out and to participate by uh, listening in and enjoying them. The annual dinner for JEC takes place this coming Wednesday night at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And uh, this time it is a 75-year celebration. JEC, the Jewish Educational Center, is celebrating 75 years, celebrating our past, embracing our future. This coming Wednesday night at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford with guest of honor Dr. Stephen Sinkfer, uh, Leif Tov Awardees, Mr. and Mrs. Edward and Cecile Mossberg, and the Early Childhood Department and Mora Lisa Bond, they'll be recognized as well. Information, you contact everyone at JEC and get ready to... Um, Enjoy the dinner this coming Wednesday night. It is uh, promising to be an amazing and incredible gathering. Um, if you want to submit uh, online anything regarding the dinner, including photos that you might have that uh, would be of interest to people who are looking back over the last 75 years, you could use the email address dinner2016 at the jec.org, tw- dinner2016 at the jec.org. Hey, a reminder, this coming Thursday, the Orthodox Jewish Nurses Association have their annual conference taking place at the Teaneck Jewish Center on Sterling Place in Teaneck. Uh, there'll be um, registration and breakfast beginning at 8 a.m. The conference goes all day from 8.30 in the morning until 4.30 p.m. And um, anyone who, not just nurses, but anybody who cares for... Uh, for these populations, therapists, doctors, caregivers, etc., you are invited to be part of this uh, gathering this coming Thursday, sponsored by Care One at Teaneck, Nechama Comfort, and Holy Name Medical Center, being done in memory of Mrs. Eva Jeanette Wolpert, 
Topics relevant to the Jewish patient population and the Jewish nurse will be explored, including legal employment discrimination issues, breast and ovarian cancer, laughter is the best medicine, care of the special needs population, perinatal loss and, I assume it's prenatal loss and bereavement, um, teens at risk and substance abuse, care for the Shoah survivor, and Kavod Hamait. Featured speakers include Chaim Book, Shira Dubitsky, Neil Goldberg, Hani Herman, Riva Judas, Sarah Kagan, Toby Weiss, and Rabbi Elchanan Zone. The annual conference of the Orthodox Jewish Nurses Association happens at the Teaneck Jewish Center on Sterling Place in Teaneck, New Jersey, this coming Thursday, all day long. For information, jewishnurses at gmail.com. Jewishnurses at gmail.com. FD Now invites you to um, attend its 14th annual dinner happening this coming Thursday night. Got this note from our friend Jay Mostel. The 14th annual FD Now dinner, a David Z, A. David Z. Herman Memorial, takes place this coming Thursday night, May the 19th. Oh, and guests of honor are Jane and David Seidemann. All right. Mazal tov to the Seidemans on a well-deserved honor. Uh, that is happening this coming uh, a Thursday night. Mark Weiner is going to be entertaining. He's a great comedian. And uh, we've uh, featured the plight of those who are dealing with uh, FD, familial dysautonomia. Uh, we've done that on this radio program. Anybody out there looking for information or um to participate in the dinner, you could just go to the website, fdnow.org, fdnow.org, for information. The dinner takes place at the Sephardic Temple in Cedarhurst. is coming Thursday nights. All righty. And the Hatzalah Flatbush Gala auction happens on Sunday at Congregation Kol Yaakov on McDonald Avenue. Hatzalah Flatbush has their annual get-together at their big auction in honor of all the dedicated Hatzalah volunteers. And um, with a whole host of incredible prizes to make it even more attractive to support the great work of Hatzalah. Uh, information, you can uh, contact them by going to the website at flatbushhatzalah.org, flatbushhatzalah, H-A-T-Z-O-L-O-H dot org, or dialing 718-376-1900. Again, that's 718-376-1900. And I want to take this opportunity to wish a mazal tov to those who are being recognized at the Torah Academy of Bergen County Annual Scholarship Breakfast, Naomi Noller and Irene Stein are being recognized this coming Sunday at the TABC at the Torah Academy of Bergen County Annual Scholarship Breakfast. It's also in support of the Bruce Ritholtz Scholarship Fund, and everyone is encouraged to participate and to attend. Information, tabc.org slash scholarship breakfast. That's tabc.org slash scholarship breakfast that is the information that you need for this coming uh, Sunday in Teaneck, New Jersey also a reminder that the Martin Weiselberg Memorial Junior High, uh, Junior High Hockey Tournament is happening this coming Sunday at Hartora in Queens and um, Elliot Weiselberg in addition to his responsibilities to bring us a Shiva League sports update tomorrow he'll be with us tomorrow to uh, encourage everybody to participate in the tournament and in the big uh, auction, etc., uh, to raise some good money for a good cause. We'll talk about that tomorrow morning about 7.20 for our Yeshiva League Sports Update. That's every Tuesday right here 
at JM in the AM. All right? So we are caught up on some of the events that are going on, and I encourage everybody to participate and um, to utilize whatever free, whatever free time you have to get involved in some of the great activities out there in the Jewish world. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and Esther Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing with our series on Sphira. It says in Vayikra, Hashem says, You shall observe my decrees and laws, which man shall carry out, and by which he shall live. I am Hashem. Rashi points out that the Pasuk is referring to life in Olam Haba, the world to come. The conclusion of the Pasuk signifies Hashem's promise to give each individual his just reward. The Talmud tells us in Kedushan that there is no reward for mitzvahs and good deeds in this world. The payment for mitzvahs performed in this world is conferred in Olam Haba, as Rashi notes. However, the Talmud in Erevin expounds on the posuk that we have in Devarim, and he repays his enemies in his lifetime to make him perish. Hashem does reward his enemies for the mitzvahs and good deeds that they might have done in the world in order that they don't merit Olam Haba. The Chavetz Chaim comments that often when the Pasuk says, I am Hashem, Rashi invokes Hashem's fidelity to reward the individual in Olam Haba. He explains that it is Hashem's unique promise to us comparable to a document of indebtedness that will be executed personally by Hashem Himself. The Medrash Rabban Megillus Rus cites a similar concept. It says that in the past, a person would do a mitzvah and the Navi would record it for posterity. Now, Eliyahu Navi and Mashiach record the good deed. Then Hashem signs the confirmation. Obviously, when the king signs a proclamation to reward someone for his actions on behalf of the king, it would be impossible for the treasury of a small town to compensate him adequately. They simply don't have sufficient funds. The individual will have to travel to the capital city. He'll have to seek compensation from the king's royal treasure house. Similarly, the reward for one who fulfills the mitzvahs of Hashem is so great that it's impossible to pay him satisfactorily in this world. Even more, it's explained that a person's reward for doing a mitzvah is commensurate with the degree of honor and integrity that infuses its performance. The Russia, who may be compelled to do the mitzvah because of pressure or personal benefit, he's not motivated by reverence for Hashem, and therefore he can receive his reward in this world, for it's not incalculable. However, those who follow in Hashem's ways and do the mitzvahs with sincerity and good intentions, their reward is inestimable. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Yeah, my mom.
in the AM. Yamamai, done by Chaim David and company with Leif Tahor on a Sphere of Format Monday here at JM in the AM. Day 23 in the counting of the Omer, 22 minutes before 8 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. Leo Brandstatter is with us live via telephone. He is Executive Director of the Jerusalem Institute for the Blind's New York office. And the Blackout Brunch is uh, coming to New York City. It's happening this coming Sunday at 5th Avenue Synagogue between 10 a.m. and noon at 5 East 62nd Street in New York City. 
and uh, information blackoutbrunch.org blackoutbrunch.org let's find out what this is all about leo brandstatter welcome to jm in the am top of the morning nachum how are you today baruch hashem everything is fine i uh first let's start with the uh with the institute what is the jerusalem institute for the blind Jerusalem Institute for the Blind, which used to be called the Jewish Institute for the Blind, was founded in 1902 in Yerushalayim, in the old city, for blind children who at that time had no place to go to school. It's been in constant operation to this very day. It's moved to um, um, at the well, the entrance to Yerushalayim, where the bridge is, the uh, the King David Bridge, and um, it's. Uh, it's an institute that deals with the blind, mostly children, but adults as well, and tends to their needs. In fact, in Israel, as here, I am sure, um, many blind children go to regular schools, but those that have multiple handicaps simply cannot. And the Jerusalem Institute for the Blind um, has a place for them to teach them, to uh, educate them, as well as to serve their social needs and to take care of um, all the various functions that, believe it or not, blind children can't seem to do on their own. Hmm. Um, how, so many, how many people does it service? Any idea how many um, people, it's, people it's, it reaches? It's in the hundreds. It's hard to put a real number on it because some children get full services, meaning they not only go to school there, but they also uh, dorm there. Others come every day. Others come twice a week. And there are others that come only for uh, special occasions, like for summers. They go to camp there uh, or for uh, sports activities. They have a phenomenal sports center with a, an Olympic-sized pool. Um, they have, um, as I said, camps, and they have um, a, a variety of different services to, you know, to give them the confidence that they need to become fully independent and to uh, really give to society as opposed to simply take from it. Leo Brandstad is with us, Jerusalem Institute for the Blind. The Blackout Brunch is a unique dining event hosted by the Jerusalem Institute in collaboration with Dark Dining Projects, utilizing the power of the darkness to clear away the expectations created by sight. In this powerful presentation, Sensing is Perceiving. The Blackout Brunch will be a unique sensory awareness experience that will give guests a first-hand glimpse into the lives of those who are blind or visually impaired, and we'll take them on an unforgettable culinary journey in the dark in a comfortable, safe environment. The event commences when guests are given featherweight blindfolds before entering the dining space. They're guided to their seats where they're served an exquisite meal. In total darkness, guests allow their senses to be their guides, enjoying smells, sounds, tastes, and textures in a way never thought possible. Diners explore their surroundings, guess what they are eating, and take time to slow down and sink in. Have you ever been involved in an event like this before? Not as somebody running it, only as somebody that's had the, uh, the good fortune of being um, a, a member of, of those experiencing it. So one second, tell us what it's like. If you, if you experienced it, forget about running it, I, I want to speak to you if you experienced it. If you experienced it, what is the experience like? Is it as you expected? Is it something totally different? How would you describe it? It does two things. First of all, it gives you a better understanding as to what the blind have to deal with. But more importantly than more unexpectedly, it gives you a sense of the empowerment that you can get from your other senses when the primary one, your sense of vision, 
is removed for us momentarily, for them in a permanent way. Right. So that what we're doing, in essence, is we're doing something that really boils down to we're making lemonade out of lemons. Um, the blind have to deal with this daily and constantly, and we have, through this kind of an experience, an opportunity to sense what it's like for for a short time, knowing full well that at any point we can simply restore that missing sense. About how long? About how long were you blindfolded? Um, well, for the length of the meal, I would assume that's about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. We'll and, see how, long, how how it goes. And was there a big difference from the first few minutes to an hour later, in terms of navigating um, everything? No, I don't think there was. Uh, it was the the experience I'm talking about is one that we attended in Israel uh, right. at the Children's Museum in Cholon, where. It, they don't give you blindfolds there. They're in an environment they can control completely where it's blacked out. They give you a cane, and they take you through an experience where uh, you think you're in a market, you think you're in a store. Um, you, you deal with all kinds of things that really challenge other senses to come in and, and, and give you clues as to what's going on. Uh, we're going to do a similar kind of thing. Uh, we have an experienced group from the um, Dark Dining Project who do meals of this sort uh, as an entertaining factor. We're involving them from a chesed standpoint, and they're going to be overseeing this and helping our uh, diners understand the experience and get the most from it. Very interesting. Very interesting. Leo Brandstad is with us, Jerusalem Institute for the Blind. The Blackout Brunch, and you can go online, blackoutbrunch.org, happens at 5th Avenue Synagogue, 5 East 62nd Street, this coming Sunday, starting at 10 a.m. Information at 212-532-4155, 212-532-4155. So your hope is that everybody gathered this Sunday will gain an appreciation, number one, for the uh, challenge that people who are blind are going through, and that they will be able to start relating to those who are in Israel who are you know, going through this on a regular basis. Absolutely. Hmm, That's very our interesting. goal. Very and interesting. to make people aware of the fact that this uh, institute does exist, that it's doing great work, and that it's, it's worthy of their attention and support. Yeah, I got you. Uh, best way is the uh, website, correct? That's correct. Uh, blackoutbrunch.org. Blackoutbrunch.org, the Jerusalem Institute for the Blinds Blackout Brunch is coming Sunday. There are sponsorship opportunities. You can look online and see the brunch invitation, and you could support the Jerusalem Institute for the Blind in this unique fashion by being at Fifth Avenue Synagogue this coming Sunday and enjoying a delicious brunch, but it will be completely blacked out. You will be blindfolded, and you will not have the ability to see anything. It will be your other senses that will take over and uh, will enhance your meal. I guess that's... In particular, taste, I think, will come into factor. We've got a great meal planned. It's, uh, it's catered by Genadine Caterers, the exclusive caterers at the uh, Sephardic Temple. So I think people will really enjoy it. All right, there you go. Uh, Leo, thank you very much. Good luck on Sunday. Thank you so much, Nachum. Best of luck to you in all ways. Blackoutbrunch.org. This... Sounds interesting. Blackoutbrunch.org, 10 a.m. this coming Sunday, 5th Avenue Synagogue, New York City. Phone number for information for the Jerusalem Institute for the Blind, 212-532-4155. That's 212-532-4155.
855. More coming up. You are listening to JM in the AM at 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Around the world on the web. JMTheAM.org. And, of course, on the NSN app. My daddy told me the story of a little David who stood at just five foot high. A one rock from a slingshot made old Goliath die. People came from miles around just to shake his hand. It's not the size of the man in the fight It's the size of the fight in the man I said amen, oh hallelujah The prophets all say it's true You can do anything on earth, under heaven That you set your mind to do I said amen, oh hallelujah With heaven as your helping hand You see it's not the size of the man in the fight It's the size of the fight in the man Here we go now Jericho was mighty strong with the walls up to the sky. Joshua was up against ten to one. He didn't bat an eye. He blew the ram's horn seven times and circled around the town. And the people of Jericho hit the road as the walls come and tumbling down. That you set your mind to I said, I said, amen Oh, hallelujah With heaven as your helping hand You see, it's not the size of the man in the fight It's the size of the fight in the man Take it, boys
Such a good song. Oh, sorry about that. That's the fight. that's the fight in the man. Gershon Veroba's single here at JM and the AM. Sphera format Monday as we head back to school and back to work. Don't forget the Israel show with Mayor Weingarten will follow. We'll have that for you um, right after JM and the AM, starting at nine o'clock in the morning on uh, jmtheam.org and of course on the NSN app. He'll look back at some of the Yomatsmood highlights, including the bus driver that inspired a nation. We had that on on Thursday when Mayor was here. It was amazing. Also, yesterday, Arabs commemorated what they called Nakba Day, and we're joined by radical left-wing Jews. Uh, the Israel Show looks at the creation of yet another Arab lie and the Jews that are complicit in it. The surprising speech of Deputy Chief of Staff Yair Golan widens the growing rift between Prime Minister Netanyahu and Defense Minister Yalon. The Israel Show will analyze, and I'm sure Mayor will discuss the latest news about the repair to that relationship that supposedly took place today. And a special slow, inspirational Israeli music mix as well. Tune in right after JM and the AM, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, jmnam.org, the NSN app, and, of course, like the Israel Show Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. I want to wish a Mazel Tov to Yeshaya David Shane, engaged to Aviva Rabinowitz in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. I want to wish a Mazel Tov to Mayor Sherman and Zelte, Mayor, Mayor Shimon and Henny Zelty, on the birth of a brand new baby boy, Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Want to wish a Mazal Tov to the Eisen and Rosenshine families, uh, Rabbi and Mrs. Eisen and Flatbush, and um, Mr. and Mrs. Avram Rosenshine and Flatbush celebrating the engagement of Yehuda and Devora. Yehuda Eisen and Devora Rosenshine, Mazal Tov. And of course, special Mazal Tov to uh, uh, grandparents, Dr. and Mrs. Joel Rosenshine, and to Rabbi and Mrs. Frankel. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here. At JM and the AM, thank God they continue to give us great news to report. Also, uh, please keep in mind Moshe. Uh, oh, I'm sorry about that. That was the wrong one there for a second. Uh, JM and the AM, and seven minutes before the hour. I want to take this opportunity to wish a Mazel Tov. I got this note earlier today. Mazel Tov to Shlomi Helfgott of TABC on his winning yesterday's high school division of the National Chidona Tanakh. Shlomi Helfgott of TABC will represent the United States in the, in the international contest in Israel next year. Mazal tov to the Helfgott and Brenner families. Mazal tov to Shlomi of Teaneck, New Jersey. And Mazal tov to coach Rabbi Neil Winkler of Yerushalayim on this amazing occasion. So last week we were talking on Yom Atzimut about the uh, Chidona Tanakh. And here we have an opportunity to congratulate somebody locally who has made everybody proud and will continue to make everybody proud next year when he heads to Yerushalayim for the uh, big contest, which is really cool. A uh, reminder that you can uh, comment on our app and feel free to do so. Our app is available to you. If you go to the NSN app, you can add a comment. And uh, you'll see that on the home screen where you can add a comment and participate with us in that way. Uh, let us know your thoughts as this radio program continues forward. Five minutes before 8 o'clock on this Monday as we're heading back to school and back to work. Here is Cole Ish. Uh Hashem <laughs> 
with the Ahicha Vod here at JM in the AM wrapping up the hour. We'll continue with more coming up. Two minutes before 8 o'clock. Want to uh, wish good luck to everybody who's participating in the 18th Annual Golf Classic today for the um, MJHS, Metropolitan Jewish Health System. Uh, the foundation is uh, hosting the event today, and I'm sure that already they've had an amazing start on this pretty good-looking weather day. Yeah, the wind could affect the uh, the golfers. That's true. So I wish them a good uh, good luck as they uh, embark on a day of golfing, which should be a lot of fun. Want to again wish a mazel tov to Mrs. Phyllis Zachter. Yesterday she was the recipient of the Rebetzin Shima Feinstein Akaris Atova Award at the Ladies League of Yeshiva of Staten Island event that was happening in Brooklyn, New York, at their annual spring luncheon. So we say mazal tov to Mrs. Phyllis Zachter, a well-deserved honor, no doubt. That comes from all of us here at JM and AM. I want to give a special shout-out to those who participated in yesterday's OHEL OXC. The big challenge, I am told, went really, really well, and it was a very fun and inspiring day for hundreds of people. So to the OHEL uh, OXCers who enjoyed the day up at Camp Cayley yesterday, a very special congratulations to all of you from all of us here at JM in the AM. And I want to take this opportunity to wish <coughs> excuse me, a mazel tov to a Brenda and Jay Booksbaum and the extended family. We mentioned uh, uh, last week they had a, um, a brand new grandson. And Jay told me that the name of the boy is Moshe Oren Netanel. And it is the first Moshe Booksbaum since uh, Jay's father's passing. 
So I wanted to mention that and uh, and welcome Moshe Oren Netanel to the world and um, acknowledge the amazing simcha that our friends, the Booksbaums, and the extended family are enjoying. Eight o'clock in the morning on a Monday Sphere Format Monday, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course on the NSN app.
Do, 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 do
with Horani Hashem Monday morning Sphera format at JM in the AM Monday morning on day 23 in the counting of the Omer. Day 23, if you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Well, this coming Sunday is the Petil Tchelet Yom Iyun, marking 25 years since the renewal of Tchelet. This coming Sunday, May 22nd, starting at 9 a.m. at the Young Israel of Woodmere, uh, you'll be able to enjoy presentations by... Rabbi Heshi Billet, Dr. Ari Greenspan, Mr. Joel Guberman, Rabbi Benzion Halberstam, Rabbi Arye Leibowitz, Rabbi Herschel Schechter, Rabbi Dr. Meir Soloveitchik, Dr. Baruch Sturman, Rabbi Michael Taubes, Rabbi Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib, or all who will be participating in the Batil Tchelet Yom Iyun. Admission is free. Information, info at tchelet.com. That's T-E-K-H-E-L-E-T dot com. Dr. Baruch Sturman is a physicist who helped develop the modern techniques for dyeing tchelet authentically. He's co-founder of the Batil Tchelet Association, has written numerous articles on the subject, and considered a world expert on snail dyeing. He works with high-tech communications companies in the U.S. and Israel, where he lives with his wife and co-author Judy Taubes Sturman. Some of you may recall that a while back, uh, Dr. Sturman was in our studio to discuss the book that he and his wife co-wrote, entitled The Rarest Blue, The Remarkable Story of an Ancient Color Lost to History and Rediscovered. Dr. Baruch Sturman, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the A. Oh, we lost Dr. Baruch Sturman, unfortunately. <laughs> he was there. He was there on our phone line. But uh, he is no longer there on our phone line. We'll give him a minute to see if he could reconnect while I remind everybody that it's a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. At a quarter after 8 o'clock on this day 23 in the counting of the Omer. We have a community calendar where we can go through some of the events going on and uh, hopefully reunite with Dr. Sturman within minutes uh, here at JMNAM. A reminder that this coming Wednesday night on May the 18th at MetLife Stadium, it is the 75th anniversary celebration for JEC, honoring Dr. Stephen Singfer, Mr. and Mrs. Edward and Cecile Mossberg in the early childhood department, and Mora Lisa Bond. Anybody out there with nostalgic photos or videos that you'd like to submit for Wednesday night's dinner or just be in touch regarding coming and enjoying the 75-year tribute to JEC happening at MetLife Stadium, 908-355-4850. Again, that's 908-355-4850. Or go to the website, thejec.org, for information. Again, that is thejec.org. Well, after that uh, long introduction, I again say the co-author of The Rarest Blue, The Remarkable Story of an Ancient Color Lost to History and Rediscovered, Dr. Baruch Sturman, 
with us live via telephone. Dr. Sturman, welcome back to JM in the AM. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, it sounds like you're on a speakerphone. If you could pick it up, that would be wonderful because we've got a bad echo. And we will try to conduct the conversation because it's a very exciting event going on this coming Sunday as the Young Israel of Woodmere is hosted a Petil Tchelet Yom Iyun, marking 25 years since the renewal of Tchelet. Now, Dr. Sturman, uh, we, we spent a lot of time when you were here talking about the book, um, discussing this incredible journey that you and your colleagues have had. I know it is difficult to sum it up in a minute or two, but we have no choice. Before we talk about the event, we need to hear from you some of the history of this remarkable discovery. I turn it over to you to do just that. Could you let us know what has happened over the last 25 years to get to this point? Okay, I apologize for the uh, connection here. We're all the way coming from Ranana, and I think this is the best we're going to be able to do. All right, that'll do. Go ahead. Uh, uh, what's exciting uh, uh, and, and and I think what we're really celebrating is 25 years to the renewal of Tchelet. Just a few decades ago, 25 years ago, before then, no one had any clue as to what Tchelet was. And here we are, just uh, just really just a few years later, and already uh, hundreds of thousands of Jews are wearing Tchelet, something that was lost for 1,300 years. In our book, we describe how could it possibly have been that such a, a, a crucial and beautiful mitzvah got lost. Uh, and why was it so difficult to find again? Here we are uh, in, in the 20th, 21st century with all of the scientific discoveries, and yet this one, uh, this one discovery eluded all of science, not just to the Jews, but uh, all of science for all of those years. And uh, it really is, I think, uh, a tour de force, not only of the history uh, of uh, of this remarkable technology and uh, this beautiful mitzvah, but also I think a real uh, triumph to the spirit of the Jewish people that never forgot that there was this mitzvah to wear the blue threads on their tzitzit, never were willing uh, to settle for anything other than the authentic source of this blue dye, this uh, uh, elusive chilazon, whatever that was, and all of those years just kept the dream until finally they were able to rediscover it. Dr. Baruch Sturman is with us, and we should make it clear to those who are not familiar, there's a biblical commandment that when one does in fact wear tzitzit, when one has a four-cornered garment on, and of course we go out of our way these days to do that, to wear a four-cornered garment, uh, then in, in, each, uh, in each bundle of tzitzit, let's put it, uh, there has to be a string of this tchelet, right? That the, the color that you're calling blue, uh, but the color of the tchelet uh, in it, right? Would that be an appropriate explanation? Exactly right. In fact, that is really the the, the, the essence of the commandment. Vinatnu, uh, we read in the in the Kriyat Shema, and you should put on the tzitzit this thread of tchelet of the blue, and that's what you look at when you remember. Uh, your commandment, when you remember your commitment and your relationship with God, it's really the blue, or maybe the blue mixed with the white, which evokes that uh, uh, that feeling and that uh, closeness right. with God. Now, I, I don't mean to to be uh, uh, to be a smart aleck or to um, you know to give an an inappropriate analysis about progress or whatever word you want to use as things go on in the Jewish world, but but you have a roster this coming Sunday, for instance, of extremely. Uh, prominent uh, rabbinic authorities, all of whom I would assume in some way, shape, or form are going to address this topic. 
Um, you know, Dr. Sturman, it's no secret that um, change, especially these days, when it comes to Jewish tradition, is very, very difficult to implement. And, and let's assume for, for good reason that that is for good reason, that, uh, you know, that we have a tradition that at this point in our history is established, and most people, uh, if not all, are reluctant to change. Th- this, one might argue, is a major change compared to what's been done over the last certainly hundreds, if not thousands, of years. And therefore, I ask, there are likely people like myself so curious how you and your colleagues were able to, I don't know, convince or prove to so many great rabbinic leaders that this is the way to go. Is there a way for you to explain how your passion and your activities in regard to Tchelet uh, changed the mind or altered the thinking of some of the great rabbinic leaders? Well, I'll tell you, you know, 25 years ago on the beach, the first time we ever uh, encountered these uh, these snails. We were there, the three of us, you, you know Ari Greenspan and Joel Guberman, right. all New Jersey boys, on the beach in northern Israel. And we met really there for the first time the inspiration behind this whole activity, and that was Rabbi Eliyahu Tevger. Now, the New Jersey boys, let me tell you, as soon as we realized that this was a thing, we just wanted to go out and push it and tell everybody and market it and, and uh, just make this, you know, the biggest thing that everybody had to immediately know about it. But Tedger said to us at that point, he said, listen, what is your goal? Is your goal to risk all or nothing? Within a year, everybody will be wearing trailer, but then if not, you may engender this uh, incredible backlash where people come out against you because you're pushing so hard. Or, on the other hand, he said, is your goal that maybe 25 years from now, this is something that becomes accepted? And again, we're talking about 1991, almost prophetic. And we took a step back, and we maybe a little bit against our uh, brash uh, American, um, you know, attitudes that we might have had. Uh, we took a step back, and we listened to Rafevger, and what we decided at that point was that we were going to make this available for anybody who wants to find out about it. We were going to make this available for anybody who wanted to wear it, but we were not going to do any pushing whatsoever. Slowly, this is something that we believe is is an incredibly important thing, but not something that can be done by coercion or by marketing. And I think that it's amazing to look now, 25 years later, that this was really the right way uh, really the only way to get something like this done. It has to come slowly. People have to get used to the idea. But I think what, Nachum, what you're pointing out is really very true. Um, the Jewish halacha is not against change. That's the word, halacha, is a way, a path. It moves, it evolves. But I think you have to be very, very careful that change is coming from the right place and that was always our motivation, and I think that that was well received by all of the rabbis who uh, who we met. There are there, of course, there is still uh, I, I don't know if it's opposition, but there's skepticism, I would say, and there's you know many 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 people out there who have uh, not yet adopted Chayyim, and maybe uh, maybe that'll take another 25 years, or maybe even another hundred years. All right. But it's something that will come nice and slow, 
Uh, but slow and steady. Yeah, well, I understand the attitude that some people have that, you know, their fathers, grandfathers, and great-grandfathers, uh, you know, had a certain tradition and did a certain thing, and they, they're hesitant to change that. I get that, and a lot of people go through that in many different areas of Jewish uh, customs, um, especially well-grounded Jewish families probably go through that all the time. A- at what point did you know you made it? And I'm not looking for names. I'm not looking to name a certain rabbi, but was it when, when a specific or a certain rabbi went ahead and and gave his uh, you know, mark of approval? Is that when you knew you made it, or was there a different type of moment when you realized you had turned the corner? Well, you know, there's so many different things. When you, when you, when you go out into the street and, uh, you, you know, you see just somebody who you don't know any, anything about, but they're wearing trelet, whether they're, you know, from your, you know, quote, uh, camp, or from a camp that's very, very different from you, uh, and, and, and you just look around and, and, and see people wearing chaylet, it's a very, very heartwarming idea. Um, for me, I guess, uh, uh, probably the, uh, I wouldn't call it necessarily a vindication, but I can say that, you know, my, my, my Rebbe, one of my, one of my Rebbeim was Rebbe Lichtenstein, Alavashalom, and he was not uh, uh, not necessarily a fan of Tchelet, and I hope that people will come uh, to this Yom Yun in the Young Israel of Woodmere this, uh, this Sunday, uh, because you'll hear a lot of different opinions, and there's the opinion of Rav Salavechik, which will, I'm sure, have uh, a, a very important place there. Nonetheless, when uh, 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 my son, who was a student of Rav Lichtenstein's son, got a call one day and said, Please tie Tchelet for me. I thought that was an interesting vindication. <laughs> and maybe that's something that we need to, to keep in mind. One generation may not necessarily accept this, but we're not looking here for the, uh, for the quick win. Right. We're looking for the next generation and the generation of Gedolim after that and the generation of rabbis and Jews after that. Well, not that I'm any type of leader, but uh, I will tell you that I do not wear Tchelet and my oldest son does. So maybe there's something to that theory that uh, it is generational and it's slowly seeping into the, uh, into the halachic uh, mores of... Uh, there you go. Uh, Dr. Baruch Sturman is with us. He's co-author of the book, The Rarest Blue. We're talking about Tchelet. This coming Sunday, he and many others are addressing uh, the gathering at the Yom Iyun at the Young Israel of Woodmere in uh, the five towns. You're all invited beginning at 8.30 for a light breakfast and then 9 o'clock for all the sessions. Uh, there'll also be a dying demonstration. Is that is that a very? I mean, I, I know for you after twenty five years it may not be, but to, for the average person, is that a really cool procedure or it's a rather boring procedure? How would you classify the dying demonstration? There's a phrase in German, "Herkendu Hexen und Blaufarben," right? They can do witchcraft and blue dyeing because when you look at the way the blue dyeing changes its colors before your eyes, it really looks like magic. Ooh. I've done this procedure for people, for kids that are in, in, in kindergarten, and I've done this procedure for rabbis who are, you know, in their 70s and 80s, and the look of wonder when the wool changes color before your eyes is exactly the same for a five-year-old and for a 75-year-old. It's really an amazing process to see. The Ptil Tchelet Yom Yun marks 25 years since the renewal of Tchelet this coming Sunday starting at 9 a.m. at the Young Israel of Woodmere. Information, go to the website tchelet.com, T-E-K. 
H-E-L-E-T dot com. We mentioned Rabbi Billet and Dr. Ari Greenspan, Mr. Joel Guberman, Rabbi Vincent Halberstam, Rabbi Arya Leibowitz, Rabbi Herschel Schechter, Rabbi Dr. Mary Soloveitchik, Dr. Baruch Sturman, who's on our phone line, Rabbi Michael Talbot, Rabbi Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib, are all part of the Yom Eon this coming Sunday. What does it say, Dr. Sturman, that such an amazing roster of uh, rabbinic presenters are going to be there at the Young Israel of Woodmere on Sunday? I think it, uh, it speaks wonders for this beautiful mitzvah and for, the, um, uh, for how diverse, really, it is. I mean, here we have, uh, we have such an array of, of speakers and on all different topics related to this. You don't necessarily have to be a fan of Tchelet. You can actually be somebody who is extremely skeptical, and maybe you'll come away uh, 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 having the same feelings afterwards. But this is a just uh, a magnificent, beautiful mitzvah that has so many different aspects and different uh, ideas associated with it. Halachic ideas, spiritual ideas, uh, philosophic ideas, fundamental ideas. Um, of what it means when you have a tradition that's been lost and now you're trying to renew it. It has ramifications that go far, far, far beyond uh, the question of are you going to put the toilet on your toilet or are you not going to put it on? And uh, I think that you'll have this array. We had a, a conference about a year ago in Israel, and we also had a tremendous uh, uh, showing of scholars and, and uh, rabbis. And that uh, conference had... Um, uh, had had great things that came out of it. In fact, uh, there were some things that came out of it, specifically the announcement of a, of a fabric that had been found in one of the Bar Kokhba caves that, uh, that uh, proved that the technology that we have today, this technology of using the Murex snail to produce a blue lasting fast dye that we believe is Tchelet, that technology existed uh, in the times of Bar Kokhba in Israel. So that uh, uh, announcement that came out of our last conference was something that was picked up by the New York Times, by National Geographic, and even made the front page of a Turkish newspaper daily. Wow. So who knows what will come out of this conference. I think that there's quite, a, uh, uh, um, quite an opportunity for everybody to learn something uh, and maybe be inspired also. Is there is there a short is there a shortage of the snail or it's in great supply? It's in pretty good supply. We get our snails right now from Croatia. We don't get them from Israel because uh, all spe- all invertebrate species off the coasts of of Israel are protected, and uh, so we wouldn't want to uh, do anything to go against uh, against the government on that one. Uh, but we get our snails from Croatia, and we. We have, I would say, from March to November, we have literally an army of fishermen who are collecting snails for uh, Jews to wear on their tzitzit uh, throughout that, uh, that whole period. They're right in the midst of it now, and we bring in enough dye uh, not only to uh, satisfy the needs that we have now, but we stockpile dye to make sure that, uh, that in the future, should there any, be any kind of a shortage, uh, we won't have any problems in terms of our production abilities. I assume the best place for information for Sunday's event is the Trelet.com website, right? That's right, and uh, right on the front page there you can click, there's, a, there's a, an ad uh, for the Yomiyun. Uh, there, you can go in and you can see the, um, the actual topics that people will be speaking about. The topics uh, are, are intriguing, 
but the speakers uh, will, I'm absolutely sure, will deliver and will not uh, in any way um, disappoint. They're just wonderful speakers, every, every one of them will have something fascinating, I'm sure, to say and, uh, and have some inspiring thoughts about this topic and about the ramifications that I think go beyond the just, uh, just what we have here. The Batil Tchelat Yom marking 25 years since the renewal of Tchelat this Sunday, 9 a.m., Young Israel of Woodmere. Very impressive roster of speakers from great rabbinic leaders. Information, go to the website, tchelat.com, T-E-K-H-E-L-E-T.com. Dr. Baruch Sturman, I thank you. Good luck on Sunday and best regards to all. Okay, thank you, Nachum. Good to speak to you again. More coming up. It's a Sphere Format Monday at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Comes from the uh, Ari Goldwag brand new CD entitled Acapella Soul Volume Number 3 here at J.M. in the A.M. want to thank those who have been commenting on our app. Uh, listener Seema wants to wish her sister Sahar and her husband Hanan a big mazel tov on the bris and naming of the new baby Elias. Mazel tov to Seema. And the entire family from all of us here at JM in the AM. Then there's listener Cena, <laughs> a different listener, um, who last week on Yom Atzmaut sent us this note, and I didn't get to it, and I apologize. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to our Muncie Munchkins, as she calls them, Yossi and Chaya Shandel, turning 12 years old. How on earth did that happen? Weren't you born just yesterday? We're so proud of you. Can't wait to see you again. Mazalta from Bubby and Zadie, Florida. That's Ira and Cena down in Florida. And they remembered their uh, grandchildren, of course. We unfortunately didn't get to it until a few days later, but I have a feeling they're going to be very understanding, and I thank them for that. Monday morning, nine minutes before nine o'clock. Partly cloudy, windy, and a high temperature of 67. It's the first day of Bahab. It's day 23 in the counting of the Omer, and this comes from Leif Tahar at JM in the AM. Tell me, man, now. Below, I 
The uh, Maccabees wrapping up our a cappella selections for a Sphera format Monday here at JM in the AM. Mayor Weingarten, another amazing edition of the Israel Show coming up. We'll revisit a little bit of Yomatz Mood and talk about the rift between the Prime Minister and Defense Minister. Plus, we'll have a nice, slow, inspirational mix of Israeli music all coming up next at jmam.org and on the NSN app. Achenu Bisrael and Achim Achemer, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you as your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM Dial Broadcasting Live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. And that'll close out a Monday. Hope everyone has a successful school and work week ahead. Join us tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m. and enjoy our programming all day long on the stream at jmdm.org and on the NSN app. Have a fabulous Monday till tomorrow. Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.